0: And now let's dive right in. Dak Prescott, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. He's now having surgery for a thumb injury on a throwing hand with a reported six to eight week return timeline. Now we've actually seen Drew Brees push that to closer to five to six weeks, but coming back that early means the hand is likely painful and weak, and that may negatively affect production. Two to three weeks later, he should be close to pre-injury form. Next up, T. Higgins, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Average concussion protocol takes 7 to 10 days depending on severity, so players usually miss 0 or 1 game. Stay tuned on this one, following the practice report status as the week progresses will tell us a lot more about T Higgins playing status for week 1. When wide receivers come back, they don't generally see a dip in their performance, so look for T Higgins to go right back into your lineups. Next up, Keenan Allen, wide receiver for the Los Angeles Chargers. A hamstring strain pulled him out of week one. Average timeline takes three weeks, but they vary about a week on either side of that depending on severity. MRI results have not been announced, but we're hearing early reports say it's likely a mild strain. We'd estimate his return as week three for now. The good news here is that wide receivers return nearly to full form right away. The bad is that there is a real recurrence risk, about 20% to watch out for in the early weeks back next up jk dobbins running back for the baltimore ravens as expected no action in week one i'd expect to start seeing him around week three on a limited snap count by mid-season not necessarily factoring in the ravens running issues you're probably looking at a solid player with the sportsman analytics algorithm projecting 85 percent of his peak explosiveness to return the ravens are probably not letting him run without a touch limit until about week six at least Next up, George Kittle tight in for the San Francisco 49ers. This injury just hit last Monday, and if the reports are accurate that it's a grade 2 groin strain, we're usually looking at about 3 weeks out. It sounds like he has an outside chance to play week 2, but I'd estimate week 3 is the more likely return date. After this heals, Kittle carries a 25% recurrence risk in the short term, but if he stays healthy, his production should bounce right back to normal. Next up, Rondale Moore, wide receiver for the Arizona Cardinals. He was hit with a reportedly serious hamstring strain late last week. Now, they're saying they may let him start running as early as Wednesday, but if serious is an accurate descriptor, that usually means four to six weeks. I suspect the public info is a little less than perfect here, and we'll probably see more shooting for a week four return. Recurrence rates in season hover around 20% once he does come back. Chris Godwin, wide receiver for the Bucks. He just hustled back from the ACL, and he's already got a hamstring strain. Really, though, disaster was avoided because it's much better than having any sort of ACL re-injury. Average timeline is three weeks for wide receivers, but the hamstrings protect the ACL, so I'd really expect them to take this one slowly. I would plan on seeing Godwin somewhere back around week five or six. He should come back right to about 90% of where he was before yesterday, and his overall outlook for the season is still pretty favorable. Sportsman Analytics projects him regaining nearly full pre-ACL productivity by the last month of the year. Next up, Alan Lazard, wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers. He missed three practices in a row last week with an ankle injury, and the Packers have been pretty stingy with the details. Now, if it's a low ankle type, it usually means one to two weeks out and a quick return. High ankle generally is closer to three to four. Now if Lazard logs some meaningful practice time this week, we're leaning towards low ankle and estimating return for week 3. Next up, James Robinson, running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's already a big time positive outlier here for a solid performance 8 months off his Achilles. Early return from this injury doesn't actually carry a really high re-injury risk. The real limitation is usually explosiveness and production, which he showed in week 1 looked pretty good. Overall, probably pretty safe to put him back into lineups going forward. Next up, Najee Harris running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That video looked brutal, but early reports say the injury is not that serious on Najee Harris. But now we're hearing that it could be a re-aggravation of the Liz Frank foot sprain that he dealt with in the preseason. The Steelers got an MRI today, and it would be pretty clear on that test if they needed to shut him down. Most likely, we'll see Najee play in week two. But if he does he's going to be carrying an elevated re-injury risk into the game now production shouldn't be drastically affected if it's truly mild so depending on his price tag he actually may end up being a slight value in dfs for week two next up mac jones quarterback for the new england patriots he got negative x-rays on his back and of course bill belichick wouldn't tell us a lot more than that the most common issue here would be a muscle strain or a ligament sprain and in either case most of these can be played through. Unless something changes, look for Mac Jones to be out there in week two. Next, Zach Wilson, quarterback for the Jets. Wilson is now expected back around week four, and that gives us some key insight into the extent of his bone bruising. Now remember, the injury he was dealing with was a meniscus tear plus a bone bruise. The meniscus tear is what he had surgery for, and that usually takes about four weeks for most quarterbacks to return from. That alone would have probably meant seeing him in week one or week two, but severe bone bruises take closer to six to eight weeks, which helps explain the timeline. Now, as long as Wilson gets plenty of time to heal up, we'd expect him to jump right back to his pre-injury trajectory without major recurrence risk. Now, if you rush him, that bruise can flare up and cause the knee to swell, and that helps explain the need for the slower approach right now. No major concerns or red flags from what we're hearing in the Jets camp yet. And that does it for this edition of the 12 NFL injuries you must know about to win your leagues. Thank you again for watching. I'm Dr. Deepak Chona with SportsMed Analytics Jonah. signing off.